This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Week three of the preseason is just days away. Welcome to Fence Sider Radio, SB Nation's home for all Miami Dolphins content. This is the Jake and Josh Show. Thanks for joining us. My name is Jake Bendel. Joining me as he does each and every time the Miami Dolphins make some news is Joshua Houts. Yeah, and I'm really ready to sink our teeth into this, Jake. I mean, I think like you mentioned, the Miami Dolphins just announced that Friday's practice will be closed. But even a bigger announcement, Jake, Tua Tungabalo will not play his week three preseason game. Um, Against the Cincinnati Bengals, we will not get that Joe Burrow to a tongue of a little matchup that we've been dreaming of. A lot of the starters <laughs> won't play, but Jake, I'm sitting here enjoying a pumpkin coffee. It's way too hot outside to mow the grass. I'm doing pretty good, man. How have you been? I can't say I'm pumpkin coffee good. I mean, you're, wait, wait, are you drinking a hot coffee when it's like 90 degrees outside right now? No, this one's iced. It's normally hot, but okay. this one is iced. Uh, I, I took your advice. You did say iced coffee is the way to go. Iced coffee through and through. I don't, I don't know what it is. It just tastes so much better. Josh, so. Jumping, looking at the Miami Dolphins over here, that we look at the fact that Tua will not be playing in Saturday's game. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you heard that? I mean, I think there was a kind of wide range where we expected maybe a couple of series at the absolute most. So so when you heard that he wouldn't be playing at all, what, what went through your mind? Yeah, I mean, the first thing was I wish we would have you know tweeted that out right after the game on Saturday that they should have bubble wrapped him because in our last podcast, I think we both said, you know, I think we've seen enough from him. I think the Dolphins, you know, if they would be smart, we've seen some of these teams around the league and some of those teams didn't start any of their starters, you know, in any of their preseason games. So yeah. um, I, I am more than fine with the Dolphins doing this, especially after the impressive preseason that he had. What were your thoughts, Jake? Because, again, I didn't think this was too, uh, you know, crazy out there. 
Yeah, I think, you know, when you do keep in the perspective that, you know, you had quarterbacks like Sam Darnold, I think even Daniel Jones, who did not play much or at all this preseason, I think you have to be happy with the fact that Tua took snaps. First and foremost, you have to be happy that he's out there. He and he got through it healthy. Uh, and then I guess the performance is just a cherry on top. I mean, he could have went out there and threw, you know, five interceptions. And I think he'd still be Miami's week one starter. Uh, but just seeing how that offense move does make you feel a little bit more comfortable. And that's kind of was the biggest news we heard on Thursday, which is when we're recording this, but Josh, something I did think was a little interesting is uh, if you go back to our last show, we were talking about the idea that now um, that, you know, preseason week three, we might start to see guys like Devante Parker, Will Fuller, Preston Williams start to get a little more active uh, because they're probably not going to play in preseason games. So this is them gearing up for the regular season. We mentioned the media is not going to be in practice anymore. So we started to see that today being Thursday where Devontae Parker, he was in a red non-contact jersey, but he was back out on the field. Will Fuller said he isn't injured anymore. And Brian Flores went as far to say that he's still kind of thinking about the fact that he might let, you know, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Albert Wilson, and even Will Fuller, uh, you know, take some snaps out there with Jake Brisket come Saturday. I still love how you call him Jake Brisket. And before we move on from two, I do have to throw this out there because Adam Beasley tweeted it out. And it was to his final preseason stat line, 24 of 34, 282 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and that 93.0 passer rating. But, Jake, I mean, you're right. I mean, are they going to give some of these guys who have been, you know, sidelined and hindered by injury a chance to go out there? I mean, at this point, why risk, you know, a Devontae Parker who yeah, right now is in a red contact injury you know even a Will Fuller who I mean he was that big signing again you're paying him what 10 million dollars you know this was that number one receiver you brought in here to kind of take this unit to the next level before you brought in Waddle so I hope they bubble wrap a lot of these guys but at the same time I mean I'm excited to see how again you know we keep talking about these camp battles I'm excited to see how some of these battles ultimately come to a fold because I mean this is it this is week three you know before we had four preseason games this is the final battle so um, lots of little interesting storylines but as far as the start and those players that we truly need to, to have this 2021 season go the way is expected. It does sound like they will be bubble wrap like that kid in a uh, little giants that we all see with the boogers in his nose. So I think what we're going to, I, I, I'm interested to see how the receiver battle is going to play out because I think you're hundred percent right where I doubt we're going to see guys like Devontae Parker and even a Preston Williams suit up. And the dolphins have until Tuesday, I believe uh, to cut the roster all the way down from they're at 80 right now to 53. So, so Josh, how do you see this battle unfolding in, in such a short amount of time? Because while I do think guys like, Parker and Will Fuller are, are, you know, safe and on this roster. I think you might even go far enough to say that Albert Wilson is as well uh, based on his camp. But when you think about, you know, Preston Williams going out there and playing snaps, I don't necessarily see that as a bad idea because, you know, when you look at the fact that, um, uh, Kurt Merritt just had a touchdown. You look at the fact that uh, Robert Foster was just waived. I'm going to have to take the L on that one. Lynn Bowden went to IR. Isaiah Ford was also waived. Uh, sorry for your loss, Josh. But this, this battle is really starting to boil down to the wire. I'm surprised they're cutting so many receivers so quickly, uh, especially with the fact they have 27 guys left to cut. But who do you see maybe pulling themselves up and, and possibly overcoming someone like Preston Williams, who – has injuries last two years. I know he's cheap and he's likely to make the roster, but if, you know, Kurt Merritt comes out and catches two touchdowns and he's been solid all camp, I mean, there's an argument to be had there. 
There is, and with the whole Limboden thing, you know, before we move on. Oh, from you that, sounded so defeated. Yeah, you I was. So well, I, yeah, I was clearing my throat because I just Jake, wanted. Jake, how dare you think Preston Williams is going to be cut for Kurt Merritt? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't, I don't mind that at all. It's, but the Limboden thing, I just want to say, I mean, is this some Patriot stuff for the Dolphins? You know, saw an opportunity where yes, he's injured, but I mean, they can kind of almost redshirt him and you know bring him back yeah, next year when exactly. this receiving core looks a lot different um but i think you mentioned it kirk merits that name um gotta ha- i hate how we just jump around but omar kelly just tweeted out there were some players not practicing today vince spiegel seathan carter javon holland and then preston williams and albert wilson so again those are two receivers that uh, you know albert wilson was that big name you know he's that explosive player but um you know maybe them waving some of these receivers jakes is just you know a testament to how they feel about some of these will fullers and some of these little injuries that to us may be bigger so i think kirk merits that name to watch i think you know hopefully when preston williams is back you know he becomes that unicorn that a lot of us loved but i don't know how it shakes up i'm gonna say kirk merritt i think that's that hot name right now mac hollins i mean that's another name that you kind of forget about but i mean he's that weapon he's yeah. starting to turn that offensive weapon we've heard people suggest he might be a tight end you even mentioned it and when he's lined up on the outside i mean that's a mismatch waiting to happen and you know he's more available than some of these other guys so Mac Collins, Mac Collins, Kirk Merritt. Those are the two names I really think are going to, you know, start to jump up there. And, you know, maybe Jakeem Graham, been hard on him. Maybe he sticks around now because we know how valuable he is in the return game and then what he could become as a receiver. Josh, right about Jakeem Grant, and you do start to see the vision come together of what the Miami Dolphins are looking for in the receiving court. If you're not a guy who can be a Matt Collins, that tight end, that physical body, I mean, Devontae Parker is that too, then you need to be one of those uh, maybe a little bit more speedy guys who can uh, make a tackle or uh, make a guy miss in the open field. Josh, so the one thing that I was kind of stuck on is the fact that, you know, people always say you you can't take anything from the preseason, nothing matters. And and I, I like to disagree with that. Uh, mostly because it's a way for me to talk myself in that more football is a good thing. Uh, But I started thinking about the Miami Dolphins offensive line, where it's starting to look like Austin Jackson will be the left tackle. Solomon Kinney is back in there at left guard. He's been practicing there over the last few days. Uh, And then it's Michael Dieter, Robert Hunt, and Liam Eikenberg uh, protecting to his blind side. And Josh, obviously we can't sit here and say that, you know, two is going to, do what he did in the preseason all year long, you know, just be that decisive and march down the field in every single opportunity he gets. Uh, But I did kind of pick up some interesting notes when watching over the Dolphins and how they kind of approach different situations. Because when you think about what the Dolphins are dealing with at left tackle with Austin Jackson is someone who is struggling with pressure, right? If teams are going to attack somewhere on that offensive line, I think it starts with Austin Jackson. I guess specifically if you're looking at the statistics. So I kind of wanted to look at how often the Dolphins were having a uh, tight end or a running back help Austin Jackson during Tua's time on the field. So I got to give you a shout out here. Go follow him at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. I looked at your um, tweet about that had every one of Tua's throws in it. And Josh, one of the things I picked up on is that the tight ends do move over around the field quite a bit, but it's interesting when it's Mike Gesicki because that's a time when you start to see him on the right side. When it's Durham Smythe, even Adam Shaheen, you see them lining up on that left side next to Austin Jackson. So I thought that was a little interesting. When I was looking at, too, if a running back is staying in to help or even, you know, chipping and, and, and jumping out to be a little outlet for Tua, it was along the same lines where it was uh, on the left side of uh, Tua 10 times and then on the right side seven times is where the running backs would line up. So those are the things I started to uh, really pick up on and, and interested in because you start to see the vision 
that the Miami Dolphins are going to spread it around on offense. You're not going to load up the box on one side. You're not going to load up the field, I guess I should say, on one side. Uh, they're going to play a numbers game. And that's why I think we're seeing the guys like Malcolm Brown struggle, where he's kind of left out to the dogs, where this is a team that, you know, he would be better if you can get a hat on a hat. But that's not the type of game the Dolphins are going to play. They're looking for a guy that has no hat, that is running around letting the hair flow. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway so far this preseason is just that the Dolphins are going through with that vision of spreading it around. And despite having a couple weaknesses, they're not going to throw the playbook out the window to, you know, have, stack a, a, you know, a running back and a tight end on one side, just in order to help out the offensive line. And it almost sounds a little bit like they realize that Austin Jackson's that liability, that 36 point, whatever pro football focus grade that, that he had. But I mean, it just goes to the point, Jake, versatility and just how, you know, dynamic this offense can be. I mean, you mentioned just the different pieces they have and, you know, even Shaheen's starting to become an offensive weapon. And he's, you know, he's another one of those guys that, you know, particularly is a guy that pass blocks and does things like that. So I just can't wait to see the way these Dolphins, again, create mismatches. And, you know, a lot of that is, you know, what we're looking at in this third preseason game. Cause you mentioned a Malcolm Brown. I mean, I saw him miss blocks, you know, that's a guy that you thought you could bring in here to get some short yardage and, you know, make those blocks, yeah. you know, be, you know, at least adequate in the past block protection game. And, you know, he struggled there. So that's just one example of, you know, these guys needing to be a full complete player. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, we're talking about the offensive line, Jake. You know, the most interesting thing that I've seen, at least throughout this week of practice, is, you know, Jesse Davis is back there starting on the right side. I remember at one point throughout this camp, you know, you said you'd do anything to get anybody else there. And, and Eichenberg looked pretty awesome. So, you know, if there's a guy I'm most excited to watch play this week to hopefully, you know, grasp one of those starting positions, it would be Eichenberg. But um, to just figure out, you know, after that pretty solid performance that Jesse Davis has just inserted right back into that starting offensive line, you know, for as uncertain as that starting five does seem at times, I think maybe we should be you know, putting Jesse Davis and Sharpie there as one of the starters. It's certainly starting to seem that way. And maybe they just want that consistency, at least to start the season, uh, protecting Tua's blind side. I think that might be the big thing. Or Josh, if we want to get our tinfoil hats on, we can look at it. Uh, maybe the Dolphins are just waiting till these practices are closed to the media. And then you throw Eichenberg in there and it's, they're already, you know, game planning. I could see the same thing with, you know, the Parkers, where the second, you know, those doors are shut, where you're going to see these guys really, uh, develop their role inside of the offense and get ready to go for the season. That wouldn't surprise me one bit because, I mean, you're right, Eichenberg looked great last Saturday, and you'd really like to see him get more snaps there at right tackle. Yeah, it's almost like that uh, gif of Kevin Nash, you know, the wrestler, he's sitting there in the wheelchair, and he just as soon as he takes the blanket off and he stands right up and gets right back out there, I guess it's <laughs> yes. kind of what we're hoping these yes. Dolphin players, you know, Albert Wilson, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, we're hoping we see from them. But, um, you know, maybe the Dolphins love Jesse Davis as much as Omar Kelly does, because I think, you know, Omar Kelly's Jesse Davis' biggest fan. And, you know, he's, again, I think 
he's one of those guys that's just consistent, a leader, and right. goes out there and grinds each and every day. So um, we're talking about the offensive line, Jake. We would be it'd be inept not to talk about how dominant the defense has been over these last few days at camp. You know, especially yesterday, we saw Xavier Howard get an interception. I think he uh, had a nice pass breakup in coverage against Jalen Waddle. So you know, as we start to see this defense get healthy, we start to see a Jalen Phillips, some of these other guys getting inserted back in that lineup. I mean, it's going to be a lot more a lot more difficult for this Dolphins offense to have some of those big plays that we saw early in camp. And, you know, it goes back to what we always say, these camp battles between this elite defense against these young, you know, speedy Dolphins offensive players. It really is just iron sharpens iron. And that's what's so exciting about these two. Are you surprised that Jalen Phillips continues to get so, uh, so many opportunities with the first team? Uh, it seems like it's been this way through most of camp. I, it's hard to say. I mean, he's one of those guys where I guess they just envisioned him and, you know, they realized what type of player he can be. So I am a little bit surprised because, you know, it's always been with Brian Flores competition and, you know, going out there and proving and earning that spot. But it seems like they think very highly of Jalen Phillips. And, you know, maybe we all should after that solid performance, because I think a lot of people were down on that, Jake. And when you go back and look at it, he set the edge pretty damn well, you know, compared to what we've seen over the last few years. And then when you couple in Mm -hmm. what we already know he can do as a pass rusher, you know, maybe it isn't all that surprising, but uh, I guess we'll see once the season comes, right. He might not even have anything to do with that starting unit or even be in there at all because (laughs) Brian Flores, right. You're hundred percent right there. And, you know, looking that far ahead, it would be nice to have that consistent run stopper on the outside against the Patriots in week one, a team that, you know, is very diverse in their running attack. So that is definitely something to look forward to for the Dolphins. Josh, and I think you uh, didn't give Xavier Howard all the credit he deserved. I think he actually had two interceptions. One bounced off Matt Collins' hands. It bounced off someone else's hands, and he returned it for six. You mentioned the pass breakup. And this is where we get to the large debate, the biggest debate of the preseason. Is it a good day for the offense or a bad day for the defense? And or is it a good day for the defense and a bad day for the offense? Because we're starting to see these really good days for the defense. And I just think it's going to show how good the secondary can be. Eric Rowe is having a lot of pass breakups. Byron Jones's name is being talked about quite a bit. And then, Josh, finally, I think it's interesting that Alandon Roberts is back and he's starting. He is was with the practicing with the starting unit on Wednesday. So I think that's pretty interesting, especially when you look at the fact that uh, when he spoke in May, I don't think a lot of people thought he'd be ready uh, for week one, let alone this early before week one. Yeah, no, you know, shame on me. I said, I think it was in the previous podcast or one of them where the linebacker, you know, it was one of the you know, the uncertainties or weaknesses of this defense. I mean, we saw Sam McGuavin go out there and, you know, have the game of his life. We see Shaq Griffin, you know, being this feel-good story, now Landon Roberts. So, you know, shame on me. And, you know, Jake, no matter what happens, you said, is it defense or offense having, you know, good or bad day? They're always going to blame the offense. You know, it's always going to be Tua's fault. It's always going to be, right? I mean, it's always going to be Austin Jackson can't block or this and that because we already know the defense is awesome. We don't need to be proven any differently. I think a lot of us are still as awesome as these big plays are in pre season and training camp a lot of us still have a little bit of skepticism you know heading into this year and we just want to see that same offense you know trickle over into the season and at that point uh, you know sky's the limit yeah josh and and to kind of wrap this up here you do have to like what you're seeing with that offense you do have to kind of envision what uh studs god is trying to uh, really put together there. And you do see that spread out offense. And I think that was one of the biggest takeaways from the preseason. Guys, this is it. We have one more week of uh, quote-unquote fake football before the real thing begins, before the Dolphins start gearing up to travel up here in the Northeast and take on the doing the Patriots. So I am telling you guys, I am saying that you guys should hit that subscribe button. 
iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We try to be consistent. Uh, in terms of consistent, we're talking two to three shows a week, not necessarily sure on the days. You know, life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, we're here. Josh, we made it. Two is in bubble wrap. We're walking into the regular season, and I cannot wait. Who is in bubble wrap? I know that'll be the big talk of the day. People are already complaining that he needs the reps. But guys, like we always say, if you like what you're listening to, if you want to get up to the minute news on your Miami Dolphins, follow, subscribe, do whatever you can. Follow me on Twitter at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. Follow my co-host at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami.